Hello and welcome to my podcast, How I Teach Golf. My name's Duncan Walger and I hope you enjoy the show. Hello everybody. Um, this, uh, today's episode is uh, one that I wanted to, a gentleman I wanted to get on for a few months and then he actually, uh, he came back to into my attention because he, uh, he did a world record attempt um, and then I thought, oh, I have to get him on to, to tell us all about why he wanted to do that. And then um, he then went ahead and got the advanced fellow of the, of the PGA. So I definitely had to have him back on. Um, he's someone that I've known probably for best part of coming up to 20 years, maybe 15 to 20 years uh, due to going to a lot of attending a lot of sem- seminars that I was at, conferences and teaching at the Open Championship. So I absolutely definitely had to get Jamie Cundy on the um, on the podcast, and he, he's with us now. Jamie, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I'm really good, really good, really good to talk to you. Thank you. Thank um, you for inviting me on. I've uh, listened to most of the podcasts that you've done, and uh, I think they're absolutely fantastic. So uh, thank you for inviting me on. No, no problem. Jamie, one of the things that I really don't know about you is how you got into the game of golf uh what inspired you to get into golf and go down the pga route as it were and pretty much you know i know you attend a lot a, a lot of seminars you've done am i right in saying you did your director of golf that's uh, correct that's correct yeah yeah you know, so you've done lots of things within the association so i want to i want to go all the way back to the beginning and find out how you got into the game Love Where it. and how you turned professional, kind of your mentors and people yeah. that, that inspired you to, to, to keep pushing, to keep pushing yourself in, in learning and, and, you know, doing some really great stuff. So cool. Takes all the way back to the yeah. Start. So my uh, so it goes a long way back. Uh, so <laughs> I'm uh, not giving. Well, I'll give. My, I'm 50 next year. So I've been okay. uh, in the uh, sort of golf profession. I suppose really pretty much since I left school at uh, 17. Um, I've always sort of been uh, very sporty. My first love really was football. Okay. So I was uh, a sort of an ex-apprentice uh, footballer for Notting- Nottingham Forest back in, back in the day okay. and uh, didn't quite make it to uh, sort of full professional level, but always had that sort of inkling of uh, just being want- wanting to be in, um, in sport in, in some way. Um, certainly at school, I was, I was, uh, very much more sporty than, than academic. So definitely the sport route was, was for me. And when I sort of finished playing football at the tender age of sort of 17, I decided that golf was, was for me. Uh, I'd watched it on sort of TV quite a lot back in the day when it was on BBC and, uh, sort of fell in love with it really. And uh, decided that that was that was the the sort of the career that I wanted. So I I sort of joined uh, a local golf club, Kidderminster Golf Club, mm-hmm. and uh, met my mentor, who probably still is my mentor, a, a PGA professional, Nick Underwood. Yeah. Uh, who was a very good golfer in his uh, day. Nick gave me a series of lessons, and really from that day onwards, I was pretty much uh, hooked on on golf. Uh, a year later, took my first assistant pros position at Trentham Golf Club. Uh, oh, wow. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, left left home at the tender age of eighteen uh, with my bags packed to become a a, a PGA pro. And uh, the journey sort of uh, happened from there, really. And then my sort of, uh, I, I qualified as a PGA pro in 1994 at Edgbaston Golf Club. Yes. Where I did my training, uh, which was great. And uh, sort of moved to Birmingham then. I was sort of living in, in Stratford at the time. So I've pretty much now lived in Birmingham since the age of uh, sort of 19 and uh, then took the head pros position at Edgbaston probably two, three years after I qualified and yeah. uh, stayed there for sort of 20, 20 years as the as the head pro. And uh, my sort of journey then really has sort of been, um, I suppose, just a, a long journey of, of self-discovery, of learning. How can I make myself the the best professional I can be and uh, just just been on on a very long interesting journey sort of uh, which has sort of accumulated in um, me sort of now applying for my advanced fellow status which I was uh, granted uh, two weeks ago by the PGA so absolutely delighted about that. I mean that's an awesome achievement many congratulations Thank you. on Thank getting you. that I mean it's Thank richly you. deserved because Thank of you not just how much you you put into developing yourself but how much you give back as well thank you okay. yeah how many how many years have you did or have you done the the open championship the swing zone so i've done the open now for seven seven years um which is uh a, sort of a highlight of the week really it's um you know it's a week away from the family so it's quite a big sort of commitment but uh the first one i applied for was muirfield in uh, i think it was um, 2013 at yeah. Muirfield and uh, just fell in love with it. I didn't really know what to expect, so I sort of travelled all the way up to um, to Scotland, um, not really knowing what the format was, and uh, just fell in love with the whole experience from from day one. It's a it's a it's a long long week, uh, but we sort of coach um, hundreds and hundreds of golfers through the week. I think we normally do probably two and a half thousand uh, lessons between 20 of us during the week so it's it's quite full-on uh we do 15 minute lessons and uh we have queues and queues of people wanting uh you know some advice and uh we're sort of obviously we, we do give them a, a a golf lesson within 15 minutes but we're obviously promoting the the role of, of pga local pros in the area we're obviously trying to get people into uh taking lessons and um you know and, and just just promoting the sport more than anything yeah because i remember when i did it at uh royal st george's i think it was 2011 was that darren clark 2011 um and then the year after was royal lytham which is the one that ernie l's won um the way that it was done was, like you said, every 15 minutes, then that person would then get signposted to a more local professional. Is that how it, is that how it still works? Yeah. Oh, just lost your... Oh, yeah, 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 I'm back. Yeah, I'm back, yeah. yeah. So, uh, so, yeah, so I was, that was my sort of uh, introduction to, to the Open. And, uh, yeah. yeah, I sort of uh, lo- loved going. Um uh, St Andrews was a real highlight, so that was uh, that was a wonderful experience. Uh, Carnoustie last year was uh, was wonderful, so uh, yeah, no, it's it's lovely, and I've um, I was fortunate enough this year to be asked to do the Ryder Cup, 
um, uh, which was uh, absolutely incredible. So uh, that was um, that was that was you know real highlight of the year doing the Ryder Cup. So how different was that from? An open. Uh, so how how big was the team that went to to Paris? So Paris, we had uh, we had three PGA uh, British coaches. So myself, yeah. um, uh, Pete Ball, uh, Master Professional, and Alan, yeah. Alan Bradshaw. So three of us went over to Paris, and there was two French uh, PGA professionals also. So there was a, a team of five. Um, doing a similar thing so we had uh, 50 15 minute lessons um and um we were sort of th- th- there we were really coaching all day so it was uh, sort of eight in the morning until six in the evening mm-hmm. uh, 15 minute lessons and uh I've, it was just an amazing experience it was uh, so busy you know there's seventy thousand people there every day mm-hmm. uh, people from all over the world so we'd be coaching uh, somebody who spoke very little English, you know, a French person, and then we'd be speaking somebody, uh, teaching somebody from uh, China. Uh, so a very varied, um, varied day. You know, you'd, you'd be teaching uh, people, uh, good players, and people who'd never never played before. So it was very challenging, certainly from a coaching point of view, trying to, uh, you know, coach non-verbally. Uh, was was certainly well, it was good fun, you know. Certainly, certainly sharpened up the coaching as the week went on. So, why did you apply originally for Muirfield? What what kind of got you on t- into that journey, as it were? Uh, I sort of, for me, I like doing something uh, different and challenging. Mm-hmm. So, probably um, about eight or t- probably ten years ago, I looked at my sort of career and. Although I had a very nice uh, role in my in my sort of job, I was quite uh, sort of insular within my uh, sort of role. So I didn't really I, I, I had, didn't really have the need to go out and explore the world, et cetera, et cetera. And, and decided about ten years ago to try and uh, broaden my horizons and start to do. Uh, different things and I saw the the role was advertised on PGA uh, website and uh, I just thought I've got to got to go and do that that sounds uh, uh, great fun and uh, and it was just just an amazing experience and what what was the was it almost you kind of woke up at two o'clock in the morning 10 years ago and went I've got to change some things or what was what what was it I sort of uh, I was made redundant from from my uh, role at uh, at Edgbaston. Uh, okay. That was sort of quite a big uh, wake up call, going from a uh, I suppose a very sort of comfortable, uh, well paid position to yeah. uh, sort of going all oh, crikey, right? I'm going to need to uh, sort of look at my um, my career a little bit, really. Mm-hmm. Um, I had uh, some meetings with the PGA and they sort of said, well, you, you probably do need to sort of start upskilling your your skills. Yeah. So I started to look at my qualifications and uh, the first qualification that I really sort of got into was, was PGA Director of Golf. Yeah. Uh, I think I was something like the 30th person to, to pass PGA Director of Golf, which was brilliant. So that was like a, that, that sort of took three years to, uh, to complete. So it was quite a, a lengthy um, sort of process, but that sort of got me into the sort of mentality that I need to go out and, and discover. I need to go out and learn new things. 
so I've gone on a route of uh, sort of trying to just uh, upskill my my uh, ability as a as a coach, as a golf manager, uh, just just in all all departments of the golf industry. So, what would you have said the biggest impact on your your career doing the director of golf? I know you did. Um... Am I right in saying that you, you did your level three as well? Yeah, yeah. So I've just done my level three coaching uh, this year, which I've passed, which I was absolutely delighted with. And uh, the previous year, I was the first person ever in, in the world to complete the new ASQ level five golf management qualification, which is, awesome. which is a, a step up from director of golf. So the, uh, the director of golf is a is a uh, fantastic qualification by the PGA. I would recommend anybody to, uh, uh, to to go and do it. And then the new ASQ level five is sort of more uh, more management um, sort of level, really. So um, so that was that was brilliant. Yeah, I loved loved doing that, and uh, just just any anything that I can learn uh, new skills. Uh, you know, I'm uh, very much into. So, what? How do you use your director of golf, your ASQ five, and everything else? How do you, how do you use that within your day to day, your day to day role? It, it's really given me a. Uh, I suppose the biggest thing that I learned from the PGA director of golf and the and the ASQ um, is is just really to be uh, more organised with with everything that you that you do. So from your day-to-day tasks, just you know, time management is is crucial. So my my days are now highly sort of organised. I know what I'm doing, you know, pretty much every every half an hour. So there's very little time that's wasted during during the day. Great, uh, yeah. Uh, which is which is sort of great, and it's just given me more of a of a business background into the golf industry. You know, from a uh, running finances at golf club, um, you know, to dealing with staff, hiring and and firing, uh, contracts, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So it's just given me a more of a business structure to my. Uh, sort of daily basis but I would recommend anybody to do it even you know for full-time golf coaches or Mm full-time retailers to you know to go and sort of have a look at that sort of business background it's something um, obviously the PGA uh, touch on going through PGA training but certainly the the PGA director of golf and the ASQ level five is a is another level upwards really which um, you know, which has certainly given me uh, skills to do within my current role as a golf manager at Calderfields. So what? What? So tell us about Calderfields. You know, what? Tell us about the facility um, and what people can expect. Uh, Cold, kind of Calderfields from from, from there. Um, Calderfields is a very uh, very interesting uh, facility. We are uh, we're privately owned by a by a family. Um, that uh, quite successful uh, business people outside of of the golf industry. So we have uh, we have a very open policy regarding golf. So everybody is welcome. Uh, we've just opened up a new one million pound performance centre, which is sort of my my baby in effect that I run. So we have a uh, we have a five hundred foot pro shop. We have a indoor trackman centre. We've got an indoor putting uh, coaching room. We've got a golf conditioning centre. We've got uh, a 
beauty salon. So I, I run all of all of that. Uh, we've also just built a new driving range, golf uh, range, uh, which is going very well. And just in the process now of, of um, opening a, a par three course, which opens uh, in 18 months time. And what else is there? So you've got driving range, indoor putting and full swing. Yeah, we've got, um, we've got an 18 hole golf course. We've got a hotel. So we're, we're, we're quite a busy sort of establishment. We have a very busy events team as well that uh, yeah. uh, here at the golf club. So, um, you know, Christmas is a very busy time now. There's, there's all sorts of uh, tribute nights uh, that, we, that we run here. Christmas Day, I think we're up to 500 and 560 coming for Christmas Day. So very, very busy facility. So it's sort of just trying to obviously manage, manage the golf um, section so i do all of the corporate events membership i run the performance center i still coach so i still enjoy coaching um so so lots of different sort of facets to the company now excellent so what would happen if if someone let's say i wanted to book a lesson with you how would i how would i go about that and kind of what would happen or if it's not with you with one of with, with one of the guys that are there yeah, so we have there, um, so we've got a team of uh, three full-time coaches mm-hmm. uh, including myself we we are sort of recruiting more for next year so as the uh, as the lesson sort of business is um, uh, is, is sort of improving. Uh, we have um, we have online booking facilities for people to sort of book lessons. So so people um, uh, can book directly with us online through our website at the Staffordshire Performance Golf Centre. Uh, we've also got a link on the Holderfields uh, Golf and Country Club website. People can ring the Performance Centre. All our diaries are now online. So the staff have access to our diaries. And they can then obviously book our our lessons in uh, via the pro shop. So yeah, it works very well. It works very well. And it's, it's, is it? And you've got an open door policy, so I presume that you, you're you, you teach everyone from beginners to juniors. Yeah, to... absolutely. We've got some, we've got some good ladies' lesson programs going at the moment. We've got a, a, a buoyant junior section. So our junior membership now is um, when I started. Here, 18 months ago, we were down to something like sort of three or four junior members. We're, we're now just short of 50. So we've wow. sort of uh, increased the sort of junior offering and uh, we do lots. Where did, how, where, can I ask where you where did you get them from? We basically <laughs> we, we do free coaching days. So we okay. do uh, four, four per year. Uh, we do one early spring. We do two in the summer and then we do one later on in the in the year. So free coaching days and uh, we basically invite children from local schools to come along for this free um, taster day. We get them in, we look after them, they get free food, they get drink. Um, the parents also get invited as well. So they get they get free coaching. So that's sort of one of the, the, the remits of the coaches is that they need to be available to do this free coaching for the day. But obviously off the back of that, they're then going to pick up these uh, junior coaching uh, lessons, individual and uh, group coaching as well. So, yeah, it's working working very well. We've got all our plans in for next year. So uh, looking forward to that. And then with regards to the ladies coaching, what happens there? Again, very similar. So we've got some free coaching ladies days that we that we do. And uh, we're quite fortunate in 
some respects that we can be quite aggressive on our membership offerings so we do uh we're probably the cheapest membership within the the local area mm-hmm. so for beginner lady golfers coming in uh the, you know that the, there isn't a sort of a, a necessary a, a, a long-term commitment or a big financial commitment um you know we we do direct debit payments but we we're sort of relatively sort of cheap with our membership so we we're we obviously know that to a certain extent we are going to be a stepping stone for these golfers potentially in the future to move on to other facilities but uh if we generally look after them which we do we can sort of retain those those members for quite some time okay and then is there is there like um is there an overall uh, like beginners program for for you know for everyone an all-inclusive beginners program or yeah yeah so we do uh beginner programs uh we do intermediate we do uh long-term development programs so we do three six twelve month uh, development programs which will sort of encompass everything so that's track mandate so everything is is uh, is tracked over over the year so we, we have a lot of people on uh, direct debit payments now for, for golf lessons we're trying to sort of move away from individual one-off lessons and we're trying to get people now into into programs which uh, yeah. which is uh, changed our sort of business model quite dramatically and uh we we can then obviously track those uh, those golfers and uh we we get because people are in these direct debit uh payment schemes we we generally don't get as many cancellations or people if yeah. do cancel then um you know then then uh, we're not losing uh, money really so uh, so no it's worked out very well so we've got all of these sort of programs in place uh for for all types of golfers and beginners to to experience golfers and then you've got um, at the driving range or the indoor facility. Do you do custom fitting? And is it? Did, did you mention personal training or? Am yeah, I... yeah. No, we've got um, so we've got two options here at the moment. So we've got our our golf conditioning gym, okay, uh, which is a fully fitted out uh, sort of uh, golf specific gym more than anything. I'm uh, TPI level one and two, so uh, okay, we we do all the I do all the physical screenings. And obviously working with players, we have a, a personal trainer here based at Calderfield. So we then work in tandem with the personal trainer, uh, which, which works out quite well. They, the personal trainer does uh, classes. And we also link with um, a personal trainer at Birmingham University. So we, we also send a few of the guys over to um, uh, Birmingham Uni to the head of strength and conditioning, who's sort of almost becoming a golf specialist over at the Birmingham University. So we've got sort of two options with the physical training, which works well. How far is that from you? How far is Birmingham University? Uh, probably it would take, well, I, I live centre of Birmingham still, so it probably takes half an hour. But we okay. obviously have quite a big catchment area of, of golfers uh, sort of travelling in. So uh, we find some people do like going to the, the Birmingham University gym. It, yeah. uh, it's quite incredible. They've got every bit of kit you, you could ever think of. It's uh, yeah. very nice. Oh, fantastic. So essentially you, you, you can cover all bases um, at your facility with regards to juniors, to, to ladies, to men, to seniors. They can go, they can, 
they can go as, as, as pretty much as deep as they want Absolutely. with regards to Absolutely. what they feel what they feel as though their wants and needs are because yeah. you're you're offering offering custom fitting, yeah. putting, indoors and outdoors. Yeah. Um, do you do on course lessons? Uh, we 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 uh, cu- we currently don't. Okay. Uh, we're this is why we're we're sort of building the par three course so that we can right. start to focus more on the beginner coaching on the on the golf course. Yeah, uh, we have such a busy sort of golf course that it's actually quite difficult to sort of coach on the on the golf course. Mm-hmm. Um, but to um, to attract people to the facility, our our golf range we, is free of charge. Okay. So uh, people can come and practice on our range uh, for as long as they like. They can hit 500 balls every day and we, we don't charge for that facility. So that's members and visitors. So we get lots of lots of people coming along uh, because it's free of charge. And then obviously, you know, hopefully they'll they'll get into golf at some point and then we can retain their, uh, them as, as members over a longer period of time. Fantastic idea. Love that. That's really, really good. So then, you've, you've got your you've got your bits and pieces going on going on there. Is there anything else that uh, that Jamie's up to? Uh, we've uh, sort of um, reflecting. If you have any time, there. well, it's, it's been <laughs> such a busy it's been such a busy year. So uh, we'll sort of start to have a little look early next year at, uh, at, at certainly from my own personal development. I'd like to do something uh, in marketing. Okay. So I'd like to get some uh, sort of more qualifications in marketing. So that will be something that I'll look at doing uh, next year. And um, yeah, we I think next year is going to be a very, very busy year. We've sort of set up uh, everything is in place from this year and we've just got to keep the momentum rolling for, for next year. And um, yeah, looking forward to another, another busy year. And why did the, or how did the uh, world record attempts come about and, I don't know how many people have listened into the podcast know that you did it. I want to find out why you did it uh, and how tough it was. Because, I mean, I know what it. I know what kind of what you undertook. Yeah, so absolutely, it was, it's, I mean, it's it was um, a monumental it's, effort. It's something that uh, I probably won't do again in a hurry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was. Uh, it was certainly. Uh, uh, a, a real challenge. Uh, halfway through the night, it was uh, it was very very uh, difficult. I was um, diagnosed with uh, melanoma skin cancer uh, four years ago, uh, which was uh, which was a huge uh, shock, and um, so sort of recovered quite well from from the operations and stuff. But the last sort of four years, I've been sort of trying to raise money. Uh, for the uh, Queen Elizabeth Hospital uh, Cancer Department. Mm-hmm. So we've been doing all sorts of uh, charity events. Uh, we did a golf day this year, which raised uh, £3,000. And uh, the the world record uh, golf lesson was something I've been sort of thinking about for a couple of years to do. Um, and uh, we, we we had the perfect opportunity here because we've got our indoor trackman uh, room, so I could coach during the night. 
So we organized uh, this sort of charity event. So I did 27 hours nonstop coaching, uh, which was um, um, madness, I think, really. It was uh, <laughs> uh, it was it was a very, very long, uh, long day. So we started on the Friday at uh, 10 o'clock in the morning, yep. went through uh, coaching outside uh, until it got dark at about probably half past nine moved indoors, coached through till about six in the morning and then went back outside uh, from six until about sort of one o'clock the, the following day. So did 27 hours non, non-stop. So uh, no, it was good. were they half hour or hour lessons? Uh, they, they were hour lessons. So uh, full one hour lessons. So we did sort of 27 different people. Yeah, uh, everybody turned up during the night, which was amazing. So we had the turning, you know, turning up at one, two, three, four o'clock in the morning, which was which was amazing. And uh, yeah, so we so we've, we're currently up to about two and a half thousand pound uh, for for that one alone. So this year, I think we've probably done just short of five and a half thousand for the QE hospital, which has been uh, which has been amazing. You know, I mean, that's I mean, not only is it just an awesome effort as well. Thank you. you know, yeah, that yeah, you undertook. Yeah. I, I think it was just just absolutely brilliant. I mean, twenty seven hours. I mean, my busiest day probably here at, at World of Golf, including travels, probably fifteen hours, yeah. and I'm proper yeah, yeah. tired when I get home. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. to, to go another twelve hours on top of yeah. that, hats off. Every you know, just massive round of applause. Thank you. For, Thank you for what for what you did there, Jamie. Would you have said two things? One, would you have said working at the Open? doing 15-minute lessons to that many people, would you have said that was kind of good training? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. Because it's uh, uh, the, the, you need to obviously, the brain needs to sort of be fairly active. Um, you need to be sort of fairly switched on. And uh, the, the Open uh, was, was, was a great sort of background uh, to do the, the, the record attempt, really. So it's, uh, you know, long hours, fairly, fairly intense, and um you know you'll 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 go through you know like it, it, any lessons some lessons will be easier than than others uh so it was good preparation uh for that sort of flow of, of lessons coming through but i sort of hit a barrier at about six o'clock in the morning okay uh, where i was uh really really sort of uh just starting to sort of struggle uh but a couple of red bulls uh Saw me, saw me through the last uh, the last <laughs> few sort of sessions, but uh, yeah, it was brilliant. It was uh, it was very good. We've had um, uh, some very good uh, press coverage uh, off the back of that for the, the for the cancer charity, and um, going forward to next year, Mel, uh, there's a, a cancer charity called Melanoma UK, which is the um, number one sort of melanoma cancer charity in the UK. They want me to become the brand ambassador for them for next year so hopefully we can sort of keep the momentum going try and raise some more money to just really raise the awareness of skin cancer uh, for people working outside you know it's a it's an epi- epidemic at the moment you know lots and lots of people are um are becoming affected by skin cancer and uh you know my trips to the hospital i was quite fortunate my skin cancer was on my arm you know, many, many okay. people there you see at the hospital have 
they have their ears removed, they have their noses removed because they've had skin cancer, half their jaw has been removed. And, you know, I was, I sort of saw myself as, as the lucky one, really. You know, I can cover my arm up and, and nobody sees it. But uh, there's a lot of people, you know, a lot less fortunate than, than me that have to sort of walk around with these scars, you know, every day. Yeah. And I mean, I know we did. I know there was some coverage uh, about yourself um, in, in our yes. PJ magazine, uh, Jamie. But was... Um, what were, were you feeling unwell or what was how did how did it come completely about? completely by accident well? i um i put my survival down to uh, bizarrely having uh, an ear infection which was completely unrelated to uh, having skin cancer but i had a um earache and i went to the doctors it was a, a very hot july day went to the doctor and uh, they looked in my ear and said, no problem with your ear. But the doctor said, can I look at that mole you have on your arm? I said, yeah, no, no worries at all. And, um, you know, they, the, the doctor spotted it while I was in, in the doctor's surgery. So two, two weeks later, wow. I was having a, a biopsy and uh, thought nothing of it, really. I thought the biopsy was actually just to get rid of it. And uh, I was called back to the hospital at the QE a week later and walked into a room with two Macmillan nurses and a consultant surgeon. And uh, they said, we've got some bad news for you. You've got um, an aggressive form of uh, cancer. And I was you know completely completely shocked you know i just didn't, just didn't expect that but they, yeah. they they were amazing because they're just very very matter of fact it was right we're going to do this now this is the this is the route that we're going to take you're going to come back a week later for this operation and uh it was all very very matter of um yeah so the consultant and the macmillan nurses were uh, very matter of fact with um what the process would be and their plan of attack for the uh, the cancer, so uh, they were very professional in in the way that they were uh, sort of um, saying it. So I I just put my trust in them and have done ever since. So I go for a checkup once a year, and um, uh, yeah, they're, they're amazing, which is sort of wise. Give something back to them a little bit, really, and try and raise some money for them. Yeah, I mean, you know, again, obviously you as you said incredibly lucky because you went for an ear infection and it was because it was yeah, a hot day absolutely. i presume a polo shirt yeah, the doctor the gp's noticed something yeah. on your arm which is yeah. fantastic is there is there any kind of advice uh that you can kind of give the listeners to say check for this look for that and obviously not trying to scare anyone but just to, yeah i think uh to, the, the, to take care yeah of ourselves, absolutely really. i think anybody working outside has, has really got to uh really sort of just be aware of the dangers of uh, too much sun uh the research now is is uh, indicating that we certainly need some sun um uh the uh if you can get sort of a couple of hours a day um without sort of burning uh, the body sort of produces uh, vitamin d which also then helps to sort of fight any sort of cancerous cells so the research is saying that you do need some degree of sun but just mm -hmm. not to go uh, too much where you start burning. It's when, when people start burning 
that the the problems really start to to escalate so any any sort of discoloration of of a mole or anything that starts to look red um the doctors are more than happy to uh, to to get it checked out because um they'd rather if they can treat it early so before it sort of becomes too aggressive um it's very manageable as soon as yep. it becomes too late, then you know people people then are, are are really suffering later later on. And then with regards to if you're going out in the sun or out on the golf course, um, you know, obviously, uh, I think in Australia they say slip, slop, Absolutely. slap, or something Absolutely. like that. Yeah. So I I now wear factor fifty. I sort of almost yep. have a uh, not not a total block, but. Um, Certainly, uh, a, a very high uh, sort of level of uh, of protection, um, and certainly most uh, you know most sun protections don't necessarily um, give the sun protection that they say that they that they're going to give. So I would always recommend a, a higher uh, factor just to make sure that that you are protected. And uh, if you're out in the sun on the golf course, I would certainly probably put two applications on. Uh, So once every sort of two or three hours, you need to keep reapplying. You know, when you put sun cream on, it's going to rub off at some point and uh, you need to just make sure that you keep keep applying it Uh, and wear a hat. A hat is uh, probably one of the biggest recommendations I uh, I would give anybody. Okay, brilliant, great, great advice, Jamie. And you know, as you said, you go back. Is it once a year? To, yeah, to so get I have I with... have a sort of a, a health check with them every year. So they do a a full a full body check and uh, touch wood, we're 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 good. So uh, the operation was was okay. fine. They got they got rid of the cancer, which was brilliant. And uh, it's just now managing. I I go once a year and just have a have a check. And uh, just I, I've just got to obviously make sure that I look after myself as well. So not not too much sun. Also eating the right thing, just making sure I get enough vitamins, etc. To um, just to manage the, the diet. And uh, yeah, but yeah. no, it's all good. Yeah, very, very positive at the moment. Great news, great news. And then so what was the reason or why, why do why uh, apply um, for the advanced fellow and kind of what's the process because there might be some people out there who who are wondering what's an advanced fellow uh i know i know what one is because i'm not one um (laughs) but also the for for your own self because i've you know i've seen you at tons of seminars really trying to improve yourself giving something back but that's that's not necessarily all that it's about exactly it's um so my my journey with my sort of uh, pga status um was uh i was a double a pga golf professional and part of the journey that i've been on particularly with my sort of own education and my own self-discovery uh has been to try and sort of better myself and to try and sort of work my way up through the pga um i suppose uh, awards so I was mm-hmm. uh, I was made a PGA Advanced Professional in 2014 after I'd sort of completed my um, PGA Director of Golf, and just through the process over the years, I was then awarded uh, PGA Fellow. Uh, sort of two years later, uh, with all the yep. qualifications that I've done, sort of in the last couple of years, with Level Three coaching. 
uh, ASQ uh, level five golf management. I decided in the summer to reapply to see whether I could get up to advanced fellow. Mm-hmm. So I put my application in. Uh, it's quite a long application, but it's sort of uh, something that I sort of continually update as I do different things and achieve different things. And uh, in the APAL application, uh, all of my accreditations go in, but also what I've achieved here at Calderfield. So how many yeah. how many new members I brought in, the financial. Uh, benefit that that's had to the facility um the new performance center that i've sort of set up has gone in so all of the sort of the the work achievements along with the pga qualifications sort of add up and then you know hopefully you keep your fingers crossed that uh, that you get across the line and they can sort of then push you up to the the next qualification so my next goal in the next sort of five to six years is to try and then become a, a PGA master professional. So that's sort of then going to be my sort of long, long-term goal uh, in the next sort of five or six years. Fantastic. I mean, knowing you for as long as I have, I can, I, you know, you say in five or six years, I know that you're, <laughs> you know, that you need to learn and improve yourself. So I can, I can, I can see us in five or six years, either having a conversation or whatever, Whatever, whatever podcast yeah, turned yeah, into, that would be and, uh, Look forward to I see. Look forward to Absolutely. the update of you becoming a BJ Master. That would be lovely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jamie, just um, if you could have a fantasy four ball, so you can play with anyone, dead or alive, anywhere in the world. Uh, who would it be, and where Ooh, would it be? Good question. I would definitely have to pick my golfing hero, Sevi Ballesteros. Um, I would probably go with uh, Ben Hogan, mm-hmm. and I'd probably uh, get my dad as well. My dad's uh, my dad's sort of suffering a little bit with uh, Alzheimer's at the moment, and uh, it'd be lovely to sort of get back and you know sort of have a game of golf with him again and uh, enjoy yeah. those moments on the golf course. Brilliant. So, are you playing with Dad, or are you playing with Sevi against? I, I'd, I'd have to play. With, I think I'd have to play with Sevi. Yeah, I think that would yeah. be fun. Yeah, play against uh, my dad and Hogan. Yeah. And where, where are you going to play? That would have to be probably at Sunningdale. Yeah. Okay. New uh, or old? old? Yeah. yeah. Sunningdale yeah. old would be uh, would be my first first choice. I think. Oh, that's brilliant. And then, is there is there anyone you can kind of think of that you'd like to thank your mentors? I know you at the start of the podcast you mentioned, um, was it Nick? Yeah, Nick Underwood sort of set me off on my sort of um, PGA career. Um, Nick was a a great inspiration for a lot of PGA assistants uh, going back, you know, sort of 30 30 years ago. Uh, So uh, Nick sort of instilled in me just to be as professional as I as I could be. So Nick sort of definitely set me off on my uh, sort of uh, my my sort of uh, career. Probably recently, I would think Sam Carr from uh, PGA Business Relationship Officer. Uh, Sam's been uh, a huge help in the last sort of four or five years with uh, guidance on on my career, training, uh, PGA, um, sort of APAL. So huge, huge thanks to uh, uh, to Sam Carr, really. 
Yeah, I've, I mean, I've had Sam on the podcast, and I've known Sam probably for yeah, five years yeah. now. And he, he, you know, he's he he's absolutely yeah. awesome. The whole you know business business relationship officer, the the bros as we tend yeah. to call them, uh, 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 they're all yeah. great. The, the whole team is is really really yeah. excellent. So absolutely, yeah. you know, anyone can get in contact with them, and they like yourself, um, they can yeah, help. Absolutely. They can help guide you through yeah. um, upskilling your skills and yeah. uh, helping you yeah. the way you. You yeah, need absolutely. Them. They, 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 they sort of gave me a different outlook on um, certainly my my uh, sort of a lot of my training and my sort of CPD courses just to really sort of pinpoint actually, do you really need to go and do that sort of CPD course? You know, so uh, I've sort of become a little bit more specific with my training. Is it relevant to my role? If it's relevant to my role and I can get something out of it, you know, I'll sort of go and do it. If it's not relevant to my role, I probably won't um, won't do it now. Fantastic. And then, is there is there any other kind of message or any questions that you want to put out to the to the listeners? Uh, I mean, things that I've kind of learned from you that I've that I've heard in our conversation is that number one is to get yourself. Checked. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, um, I think that's just enormously important. Um, Keep learning, keep improving Absolutely. yourself, yeah. um, and use use the PGA, the, the 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 bros to to help you, to help guide you to find out your wants Wonder. and needs in whatever area Absolutely. of golf you may. Need. Yeah. Um, any anything to add to that? No, I think that's sort of. Uh, I think the the, the bros have um, a really sort of quite. Um, uh, sort of inspirational in pushing people into, uh, I suppose, um, just discovering themselves a little bit more already, and just ask, like, sort of asking questions all the time, and uh, pushing, uh, pushing the boundaries. And uh, so that so Sam Carr and the Bros have been uh, have been fantastic. I would definitely recommend any PGA pro uh, to go and speak to them. I think uh, there's probably not enough PGA pros. Um, speaking to them i think a lot of the pga pros possibly leave it until it's a little bit too late um so i would get in there early get some career advice uh, they do some uh, amazing cpd courses at at, uh, at the belfry so get yourself on pga website uh, there's uh, you know a, a plethora of different options for coaching business uh, everything that you could sort of wish for really to up skill yourself is is on the pga website so i would recommend anybody to um start learning really and 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 sort of op open up your mind and uh, definitely never too old to you know to learn brilliant and are you going to are you are you, are you doing the swing zone in yes Ireland? we're hopefully going uh, next year so uh, that's definitely one on the on the bucket list for for next year it'd be yeah. uh, you know it'd be an amazing experience i think they're um I think they're already sort of sold out with the tickets. So, so uh, yeah, uh, it's going to be a full house in Ireland. So it's going to be a very, very busy one. And uh, yeah, I'd love to love to do another Ryder Cup again. You know, that was that was an amazing experience. So hopefully if that comes around again, uh, I would uh, jump at the chance of doing that one. Brilliant. Any predictions for next year in golf? Uh, I think Tiger will, will win a major. I think... Um, uh, it'd be nice to sort of get Tiger back right up up to the top again, and I can't see why why he can't you know get a get another major under his belt. 
Okay. And um, all your social media handles, websites, how can people get hold of you, Jamie, if they've got any yeah, questions? Yeah, so we're, we're pretty much on every social media um, sort of platform. So uh, Jamie Cundy Golf is uh, we're on sort of Facebook, on Twitter. Uh, the company that I've sort of uh, set up here is called the Staffordshire Performance Golf Centre. So we have a, a website, www.staffordshireperformancegolfcentre.co.uk. And uh, we're on social media, Instagram, LinkedIn, uh, you name it. Just type, type in the names and uh, we're, we're sort of fairly, fairly uh, near the top of the list. Fantastic. Jamie, thanks ever so much for Let's coming go. on. I've, I've, really enjoyed, I've really enjoyed watching you from afar, really, but... But seeing you at lots of seminars as I started off at the podcast, Thank you. I know we we usually only get time for a brief Absolutely. chat at the <laughs> seminars over a sandwich Absolutely. and a cup of tea. Absolutely. But um, I hope we can catch yeah, up soon. Lovely. Thanks very much for coming on. Uh, congratulations not only on being a world record holder, but of your advanced fellow um, status. Good luck. Good luck getting the master professional. I look forward to watching you get that. And. Um, you never know. I, I'm not sure I could do 27 hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. not sure I could do 28. Yeah. I, I, so, I won't yeah. be doing it again, put it that way. Yeah. yeah. Oh, brilliant. Jamie, thanks ever so much. Happy Thank Christmas. And, very much. Uh, have a great, healthy, prosperous 2019. And we look. For, I look forward to catching up Lovely. with you soon, Thank mate. you very much for the invitation. It was, uh, it was great. Absolute pleasure. Take Cheers, care. Jamie. Thank you. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye.